Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. Take your Bibles this morning, turn with me to John chapter 7. We'll be looking at verses 37 through 39 in just a couple of minutes. I want to talk to you this morning about letting the river flow. Letting the river flow and what that means in our lives. When I stand here today and look over the audience and realize that in just a few minutes we're sending out three of our young ladies into the missions field. Haley, would you stand? Are you over here, I think, somewhere? Bailey, would you stand? And Abel, would you stand? These three young ladies are going uh, this afternoon. Uh, we'll head towards Oklahoma City. They'll spend two weeks there in training. Then they'll go to Los Angeles for two weeks, then Peru for two weeks, and then Hungary for two weeks. We're excited about that. We're going to pray over them at the end of the service. You may be seated. When I consider what's going on, I had to wonder if they're parents, and I'll look both ways so I see them all, maybe are kind of like the uh, little boy who got baptized at church and then went home and decided to hold a baptismal in his backyard. The mama cat had just had eight baby kittens. He filled a wash tub full of water. And all of a sudden, his mother heard the strangest, loudest, scariest noise she had ever heard. Looked out the window, and there he was, dipping those cats in the water. She said to him, son, they don't like that. He said, well, they should have thought of that before they got into this thing. So I know there's a little apprehension, but God's going to be with you, and he will make it all big. I have a word for you, Greg and Matoya. As you were speaking today, talking about it's not very big, start small and dream big. God is the God of small things. You're doing a mighty work there. He will multiply it. He will make it a great thing that you will do in Africa. And you're already training leaders to follow you. Start small, but dream big. The same with Bloom. Start small and dream big. God's going to use you in a mighty way there. I, I hope that resonates with your spirit. Start small, but dream big. John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39 are our text this morning. The background for the text, Jesus and the disciples are in Jerusalem for the Feast of the Tabernacles. It's an eight-day feast, one of the most holy of all Judaism. And the first seven days are given to offering sacrifices for the 70 nations. But on the eighth day, the last day, the great day, Sacrifices are made for Israel. And the start day begins with the priest dipping water from the pool of Siloam and bringing it and beginning to pour it out at the foot of the altar. And as the priest is pouring that water out at the foot of the altar, Jesus stood, and I believe with a very loud voice, the King James says he cried out. He was loud, began to say these things, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Jesus stood to address that just as the priest was pouring the water out, which was symbolic of Holy Spirit. And he's saying, I'm the one who sends Holy Spirit. I am the living water. I am the water of life. And that is what's happening at that moment in time. Verse 39, but this spake he of the Spirit which they that believed on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. 
He stood that day prophetically to declare that one day is coming, not very far away, when I will send Holy Spirit and he will baptize you with fire. He will fill you with power. He will revolutionize your priorities and change your attitudes and put you on a path and direction that you have never traveled before. Oh, he said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Will you say it with me this morning? Let the river flow. Come on, shout it out. Let the river flow. We can go back to John chapter 4. Jesus and his disciples, again, were heading towards Jerusalem. And they went through Samaria. And they stopped at Jacob's well. The disciples went into the city to buy some food. Jesus rested by the well. And as he was sitting there, the scripture tells us it's about noon that day. A woman came out of the city with her pitchers to draw water. And Jesus said to her, would you please give me a drink? And she looked at him and said, how is it that you're a Jew? You're asking me a Samaritan who you think nothing of to give you a drink. It was culturally inappropriate. The Jews despised the Samaritans. Jesus is using this as an opportunity to show us there are no barriers, there are no boundaries in the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter where you come from or who you are, your culture, your language, your country of origin. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. All that matters is that you understand he's the living water. And when you drink of the living water, you'll never thirst again. She said to him, how is it that you being a Jew would give me a drink of water, ask me for a drink of water? And Jesus said, if you knew who you were talking to, you'd be asking me for water. Because if I gave you water, you would take a drink and it would be everlasting and you would never thirst again. You know what she said? Give me some of that water. Give me a drink. I want some of that. And you know what Jesus then said to her? He said, go call your husband. He had to deal with an issue in her life before she could receive the living water. Go call your husband. And she said, I don't have a husband. He said, yeah, you're telling the truth. You don't. You've had five husbands, and the man you're living with now is not your husband. He had to deal with some issues within her before living water could flow through her. Hear me, friend, when the Holy Spirit touches your life, he's going to deal with you on the inside. He's going to clean things up. He's going to move things around. The things you've been comfortable doing in your sin will no longer bring comfort, but conviction, and God will change your direction. He had to deal with some stuff. When she went to the city, she said, come and see the man who's told me everything that I ever did. Come and see this guy named Jesus. And when you read John chapter 4, it says that the city came out to hear him. He preached to them. They begged him to stay longer. Dozens perhaps were born into the kingdom of God, if not even more during that time. All because, he said, I'll give you living water. I'll give you living water. And then we fast forward to John chapter 7. And on that great last day of the feast, he stood and declared, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. Let him come to me and drink. Are you thirsty this morning? That's the question. Are you thirsty this morning? Do you need something that you cannot find anywhere else? Do you need water that will bring life? Water that will resuscitate? Water that will refresh? Water that will encourage? Water that brings everlasting life? 
Water that cleanses of sin. Water that changes us and changes our destiny. Are you thirsty this morning? You could tie this back to Ezekiel chapter 47 when Ezekiel had the vision. I think it's verses 1 through 12. We're not going to read them. I'll just refer to them. But he says that I saw a river flowing out from under the altar, the right side of the altar. Let me ask you something. Who sits on the right hand of God? His name is Jesus. And water flows from the right hand of God. Water flows through Jesus Christ. Life only comes through Him. Only through Him. And then we read on down in that verse, and he said, Then there was a man with a line in his hand, and he went out and he measured. And the water was to our ankles, and he measured again, and it was to our knees. He measured again, it was to our waist. He measured again, and it was a river to swim in. Will you say it with me? Holy Spirit, let the river flow. Let the river flow. Let the river flow in my life today. Break off every hindrance. Destroy anything that stands in the way. And let the river flow. See, because when we're carried, when we're buoyed in the presence of the Holy Spirit, when we're flowing in the river of life that Jesus said would happen then we find ourselves completely and totally engulfed in His presence, His grace, His mercy, and His power. And it's when we allow the river of God to flow in our life, when Holy Spirit moves in such a way that He moves us out of the places we're content and comfortable into the places where we are challenged and uncomfortable. Some of you have already experienced that in your personal lives. You're at a place where it's like sandpaper rubbing on you all the time. I've come to tell you, Holy Spirit is using that to do a new work in you. Stop resisting. Yield to Him and let Him make something come beautiful out of your life today. Let the river flow. When I think about the river of God in contemporary times, and Holy Spirit in contemporary times, in 1901, there was a little lady by the name of Agnes Osborne in a Bible school in Topeka, Kansas. The teacher challenged them, the students, there's 12 or 13 of them, to determine what is the initial physical evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They were praying, they were reading, they were studying. And on January 1st, 1901, sometime just shortly after midnight, Agnes Osborne was filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And that revival swept from 16th and Stone in Topeka, Kansas, where I've stood many, many times and prayed, God, let the river flow. Down to Houston, Texas, and there was a black preacher there by the name of Charles Parham, who was baptized in the Holy Ghost. He was illiterate. He couldn't read or write. He didn't speak well. But he went to Los Angeles to a little house on Azusa Street, and he began to preach what God was able to do and preach the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that revival endured for years. And out of that revival, when the river flowed, missionaries went out. Listen to me. We got this all wrong. This thing, the Holy Ghost, it's not about coming together, singing, shouting, and dancing. It's about going. It's about sending. When the river flows, we go with him wherever he leads. Too often we've said, well, we just want to go to church and be blessed. That's not the purpose of the Holy Ghost, folks. 
His purpose is to empower. His purpose is to direct. His purpose is to thrust. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 9, Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send out laborers into his harvest field. The Greek word is ekbalo. It means to throw like you're throwing a football a hundred yards. To throw like you're throwing a baseball from center field to home plate. It means with force, with violence. Send them out. God's talking to someone in this room today. He's talking to you online. He wants you to be that individual who will stand up and say, I'm going to go where the river takes me. I'm going to go where the Holy Spirit directs me. I'm tired of doing the same old thing, the same old way. Let the river flow. Those three young ladies, they never heard this expression until this morning. But they stepped up and said, let the river flow. Let the river flow. Use me. Thrust me into the harvest field. People say, well, we don't have any money. I've come to tell you God isn't broke. God has no problem with finances. We're the one with the problem with finances. He's able to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Do you have any understanding of what that means? It's incomprehensible, his riches and glory. It's inexhaustible. We need to understand that when we let the river flow in our life, we don't worry about where provision comes from. It comes from the Lord, and it's already in the river. Let the river flow. I think it was 1985 or 86, I don't remember for sure. I was in Calcutta, India, working with a missionary, Mark Buntain, his wife, Holda. They were working in the slums. They were taking in orphans. They were establishing medical programs for people who had no options. Been there a couple of days, and Mark said to me, would you like to go meet Mother Teresa? Well, who wouldn't? So we got to meet Mother Teresa, very quiet, very demurring. It was a powerful time because I knew what she had done since 1948 in Calcutta. You could see the result. And then I said, Mother Teresa, tell me about your call. Why did you come here? She said, shortly after I took my vows to become a nun, God spoke to me. And he said, I needed to start an orphanage in Calcutta, in India. And I went to my superiors with that because I knew I needed their support and their help. And they said to her, no, you can't do that. You don't have the ability. You don't have the money. You know what she said? I have three pennies. They said, three pennies isn't enough to do anything. Pull that camera in real close right now. Three pennies isn't enough to do anything. She looked back at them and said, but with God and my three pennies, I can do anything. Oh, somebody hear me today. Stop making excuses and let the river flow. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. You read Ezekiel 47 and verse 9, it says, everywhere the river goes, it brings life. Everywhere the river goes, it brings food. It's a constant moving body of water describing the work of the Holy Spirit. You see, when the river of God begins to flow, 
those things that are dead, those things that are polluted by sin, those things that are corrupted by mankind, those things that are living in deceit by Satan, when the river begins to flow, all of that is stripped away when men say, give me a drink of that water. I want that water to change my life as it's changed yours. In all of our frustration, in all of our futility, in all of our despair, the river comes to wipe them out and bring life. Holy Spirit comes to bring life to you and me. Oh, let the river flow. Let the river flow. How do we move in that presence of the Holy Spirit? How do we get into that river? How do we let the river flow? By being, number one, intentional. Intentional in everything we do. Intentional in determining we're not going to do anything that doesn't point men to Calvary. We're not going to do anything that doesn't turn men to Christ. We're not going to involve ourselves in so many programs that are powerless and absolutely in, unable, to, unable to change lives. We're going to let the river flow. How do we do that intentionally? By determining this is not a social club. This is the church of Jesus Christ, the ecclesia. The born again, the bought out, the redeemed, the blood washed, the spirit filled, the devil chastened. This is the church of Jesus Christ. By being intentional. By being intentional and measuring everything we do against the standard of God. Being focused on what he's called us to do. Being intentional in our relationships, in our business dealings, in our families. Being intentional in our corporate services. By the way, wasn't worship off the chart this morning? Man, I could have went on and on and on. Thank you, Pastor Tom and worship team. Great stuff today. Great stuff. Let the river flow. Why? Because everywhere the river goes, there's life. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Verse 12 of Ezekiel 47 says that everywhere the river goes, there's provision, there's food, there's healing, there's life. Let the river flow. Tom, would you come back, please? We need to understand one thing, church, and that is that God hasn't called us to sit in our air-conditioned sanctuary on our padded seats and be content. He's called us to go. And if we can't go, He's called us to send. Every one of us can either go or we can send. We can be a part of letting the river flow. And every one of us can pray. This morning, I challenge you, pray for the McClurkins. Pray for the ministry. Pray for their family. Pray that God will bring great success to them. Not for them, but for the kingdom of God. Pray that souls will be swept into the kingdom like a mighty rushing river. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. We are to be a sending station. Nothing more. Nothing less. Ascending station. I'm so thrilled that these three young ladies have stood up and said, let the river flow through my life. They're willing to be used of God in a powerful, mighty way. 
and God is going to use them and we're going to hear the reports and I can't wait till they get back on August 2nd because the next Sunday morning they're going to tell us all that God has done. It's going to be exciting. Let the river flow. And brother, we'll bring a team to help with discipleship. We'll bring a team to help with the crusades. Whatever you need, we are here to aid, to assist, to help, and to be a part of your ministry in a real, physical way. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. Stand your feet with me across this room. I must ask, if you're in this room today and you've never asked God to forgive you of your sins, and to change your life. You would like a taste of that living water. You want Him to come in and do something for you that will transform you, forgive you, cleanse you. See, saying a little prayer doesn't do anything for you. It's when life touches you that you're transformed. You can repeat as many prayers as you want to repeat and still bust hell wide open. Because it's not about the words of your mouth, it's about the life of the Spirit infiltrating you and touching you and changing you. You hear this morning, you say, Pastor, I want the river of life to flow in my life today. I want Jesus to come in and to change me, to forgive me, to transform me. You're standing up already. Just lift your hand and say, that's me across this room. Across this room, I'm waiting just a moment. That's me. Secondly, you're in this room today and you say, Pastor, I want the Holy Spirit to flow through my life. I want the river to flow through me to make an impact and a change on those around me. That's you. Would you just lift both hands? Say, that's me. Let the river flow in my life. Let the river flow in my life. Let the river flow in my life. Let the river flow. Father, I pray for every person whose hands are uplifted today. I pray that your Holy Spirit would flood them and flow through them right now. I ask, Father, that his presence and his power would make definitive changes within them. Change our priorities. Change our actions. Change our attitudes. Change the way we deal with our finances. Change the way we think. And make us the type of believers who only want Holy Spirit to flow through our lives. Would you say it with me? Holy Spirit, let the river flow. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. Hallelujah. You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.